Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Morning Macabre. It is a beautiful day here in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I'm your host today, Scones, and I'm here with the Darce Man. Hey, it's me, El Darso Magnifico. Today we're yep. getting a little, uh, little, sp- <laughs> a little spicy for you. Getting a little spacey. So it is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Of the moon landing is today. No, it was like a well. Two weeks the ago, fiftieth anniversary of an LA studio recording of a man walking. <laughs> the fiftieth anniversary of Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece, <laughs> The Moon Landing. The Moon Landing. It's the twentieth, twenty sixth anniversary of almost my birthday of Edward James Almost's <laughs> birthday. Edward James Almost's birthday. Star of Edward James. Listen, we're gonna. I'm sure he's a long time listener, first time caller, <laughs> first time caller. He's, we've got him on the phone, Edward. Edward, come on on. Come on, come on on. Do you come imagine on. if, A, enough people knew who that was to do an impression of, and B, if someone could do an impression of it? How, how impre- dare you insult Edward James <laughs> almost like that? Edward, come on the pod. We'll discuss. Uh, yeah, give us a call. Today is, it's, it's, we're in the, we're in the twilight of summer. We are. We are, you know, that, it's almost like it's that August. It's the Sunday <laughs> of summer. It is, the, it, yeah, it's the last week. This is where, as a kid, you're like, fuck <laughs> you're like oh man you go to some store but then, but then monday is fall and i love fall i do love fall and it's gonna get spooky in the fall Ooh, and that that's good for branding purposes and that's that's great for macabre purposes macabre race macabarista we're gonna have a macabarista on who's uh, a really dark probably goth barista probably goth has like that has dark stories has an ear like one of those um what are they called the ones at the top of the ear those ear you know what i'm talking about probably gauges not gauges those are the low those are the low cartilage piercing Mm, maybe might be cartilage that's i'm I'm all out of words for piercings after that we i mean we definitely got it Yeah, no. So if you're a macabarista, if you're not macabarista, putting skulls in ice, and you're okay tomatoes, sharing a single mic with Edward James, almost, <laughs> then get on down here because it's gonna be a wild mixtape that we're trying to produce. So today, Scones is going to present me presenting me with um, a little. A biographical tale, if you will. Oh, ooh, ooh. So we're going to talk about someone. So we talked about the moon landing like a while ago. Yes, I mean, that was what, <laughs> like 40 minutes ago? That we, 50th anniversary? About Jack Parsons. Jack? So a lot of people don't know who Jack Parsons is. Probably most people who don't have an interest in engineering at Rocketry do not know who Jack Parsons is. That's true. Or has I, not heard of the podcast, Tannis. Yeah. That's a free plug, Tannis. You owe us hey, you're, hey, listen, if you're out there, Nick Silver... I expect for Nicodemus. Nicodemus. He used to make websites, but with Squarespace. <laughs> no, so people who are listeners will get that. Yeah, that's a that's very, a very that's a deep, that's a weird tertiary <laughs> reference for another podcast. For another podcast entirely. Okay, so Jack Parsons is um, he was an engineer specializing in rocketry. Who his findings and his work on his team are really the only reason we got to the moon landing and kicked the shit out of the Soviet Union at getting there to the moon. He was one of the catalysts for like the re- like I didn't his work like I know I should stay revolutionized modern rocketry. I know ve- like very I know the the basic uh the good fact, yeah the I know I know like just the, the 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 highlights of Jack Parsons and who he is. I don't know much beyond it. Yeah, so basically I'm going to deliver a brief just kind of who he was so you as the listener get to really know him 
and then why a rocket engineer belongs on a macabre podcast. Macabre podcast. I'm a macabre. A macabre. Macabcast. A macabre. He's a, he was a macabre for sure. He was definitely. He yeah. Okay. Cool. So, Jack Parsons. So, he's a big California boy. He was born in 1914 in Los Angeles, California. His birth name, Marvel Parsons. Marvel. Yeah. He was kind of destined to do some wacky shit with a name like Marvel. Sure was. But early in his life, his his childhood life kind of sucked. His dad, like, was an adulterer, as this article says. That's like, they wrote that as if that's his, like, job. Like, his father, an adulterer. His mother, Kind of a scumbag. So he got kicked out of his house. His dad went and joined the military or whatever, and his mom married some rich dude and moved them to Pasadena to an area called Millionaire's Mile. That's sounds like they're doing okay. so basically she married some dude with money and jack always had servants and rich shit oh they had like they're big rich they had servants yeah and he always like hung out alone what year his, was this this was nine in the 1910s oh okay so early 19 like, oh no well probably 1920s okay cool early 1920s so jack he always had servants and rich shit and like roaring 20s he was always very solitary like kind of a loner and he read a lot of books like a nerd <laughs> He was a huge fan of myth- mythological stories, and he read a ton of science fiction, like Amazing Stories, the magazine the, the that Cthulhu, yeah, that or, gave birth yeah. to weird yep. fiction. Okay, cool. And uh, but this science fiction love led him to being like, rocketry is cool. Cool. Now, was it rocketry that like sparked this interest, or was he just like, I like explosions and he, I want to? There were like science fiction stories of oh, okay. going yep. to space. Gotcha. And he was, and he like, was like, I'm into this. That's wild. Because at the time, that was science fiction. People are like, that's... Cr- that could- yeah, yeah. What? Space. Space. The final frontier. Next thing you know, we're going to get polio out of the way. <laughs> so basically, the dude, he sucked at school. Uh, an historian attributed this to thinking they thought that he had undiagnosed dyslexia. Like a lot of very successful people right. apparently have. Yeah, I believe that. That seems like I'm a- pissed. I don't have dyslexia. You know how many rich people are like, yeah, no, I was horrible in school and I had dyslexia. That's how, yeah, it's always the case. But then it's also like, but then people who aren't like, who, who, okay, I feel like there's a lot of like wannabe entrepreneurs who are like, well, uh, Einstein, you know, failed out of college. And it's like, well, that's not the same thing. And then he's trying to knock on yeah. some like energy drink Ponzi scheme. <laughs> right. And it's like, I'm going to drop out of school too. And I'm like, I don't think that necessarily means that the same thing but okay yeah and he was constantly bullied in school for being one rich and two just being like a loner like a weirdo quotation marks what a weird time where it's like oh you're rich you loser <laughs> like hey kids don't like rich kids man i guess that's true that's still true uh until he found his number one boy edward foreman edward foreman was a kid from a poor working class family think of um sean hunter eric foreman if we're gonna go routes of sitcoms kind of, i was gonna go eric i mean uh sean hunter from boy meets world okay yeah i just wanted to go eric the foreman park. because it's so close to edwin foreman, okay we'll go so. eric foreman i mean he's not i guess he's not downtrodden or anything but yeah no, sean hunter not. definitely in that case jackie would have to be jack parsons because she's the rich one <laughs> that's true okay so we'll go sean hunter we'll go leather jacket and living in a uh, mobile home type deal yeah cool uh they didn't have a mr feeney though so that was bummer mm. um so both of them were <laughs> i wrote <laughs> like i said when i wrote my notes here i was on a plane and i think i was like either half asleep or drunk i said both of them were sluts for science fiction <laughs> okay especially that's, rocketry which basically <laughs> was science fiction at the time nice that's a very pleasant way to put it foreman apparently like really admired parsons smarts and nerdiness and then he would also protect parsons from bullies on the reg because he was like a tough a guy classic sitcom duo it's a beautiful love story oh my god so in 1928 
Uh, I wrote, <laughs> well, they're, at this time, <laughs> they're both 14 years old. I wrote, the gruesome twosome <laughs> made a catchphrase per aspera ad astra. They're 14 and they're doing like Latin catchphrases? Yeah, and it means through hardship to the stars. Now, are we sure he wasn't getting bullied because he was making... That's Latin. what I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is all very classical nerd stuff. Yeah, okay. I bet he's like, it's because I'm rich, not because of my cool Latin like catchphrase gang. Yeah, but basically at age 14, this is when the two really first started to uh, make rockets. Basically cool. like backyard rockets. Uh, most of them sucked and just kind of blew up. Okay. Uh, most of them are just gunpowder, and then like they kept adding materials and like using like cherry bombs, like fireworks and stuff like that. That's some classic fourteen, fifteen year old. Yeah, and this is when Jack. We'll talk about it later. But this is when he first adds glue. Ooh. To fuel as like an adhesive to try and keep it literally. Like, was this like together. a new invention? That was. It was him being as a kid. Like glue holds things together. It will make it more stable. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'm, talk about it later. Okay. That's just like a side note. All right, I, I swear to God, if this becomes like a new advancement, I'm gonna be like, you guys didn't think like that would be my first. I'll be like, oh, just throw some glue in it. Like, we'll talk. This age is also when something else starts to start. This is when Jack starts to fuck with the occult. I thought you're gonna be like puberty. <laughs> be like, yeah, this, well, this became yes. a weird lifetime podcast. About Jack this Christ. is when he starts to fuck with the occult. Okay, cool. And he performs Wait, how ritual. old is he? Fourteen. Fourteen. He got into like Satan and, and he, well, okay, fourteen. In his memoirs, he writes that he tried to summon the devil in his bedroom. Oh, and he believed he did. Well, who's to say he didn't really? That's I true. wasn't there. That's true. But if any listeners were there, write in. That's like a cringy thing I would do at 14. It'd be like, yeah, bro, I summoned the devil, whatever. Yeah, like, I wrote, he even thought he did. And then I wrote, the fucking devil was in his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I think I took like, sounds know, like, like, like sleeping man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he thought he summoned the devil. Yeah. Anyway. Back to high school. This is when he starts high school in 1929. Maybe and guess what? He class sucks of 33. He fail, basically like fails out of all his classes. Okay. His mom's like, we are rich. You don't fail. It's so she too, sent him to a, literal too big to fail. Yeah, exactly. Then she sent him to a boarding school called the Brown Boarding School for Boys. Boys. Um, and then he get expelled. It gets expelled because he blew up all the toilets in the That's high school. Sick. That's with, cla- like explosives yeah okay so he's kind of a he's like low-key pyro well, it's not low-key but he's a pyromaniac or like yeah. uh at the time it was probably like that was crazy nowadays yeah. with like bomb threats and shit kind of scary would have been <laughs> his instagram would have been deactivated real quick yeah he'd have been like don't like wait till you see what's in school tomorrow yeah that kind of post yeah, yeah, right. like, yeah, don't go to school tomorrow. Like, yeah a thanos gauntlet in his backpack yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway he went uh uh he ended up going to <laughs> I'm not going to say that. He went to like a school for, uh, with like unconventional teaching. Okay. That's like the special Where they're like, of it. you didn't get an F, you got a, a lemon meringue pie. Yeah, symbol. basically it was for like rich people with kids who, yeah, who can't, at the okay. time, yeah, like yeah. they thought they didn't know what was going on and really they probably all had like learning disabilities, like uh, dyslexia but it's or for ADHD. But specifically or, rich kids who have these issues? If you want to get into that, in if sport, you want to pay okay, for that school. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So anyway, there he actually excelled at school with the alternative learning program and he even won an award for literary excellence and was also uh, recognized for his ability in chemistry. That See, that makes sense. Yes, it does, especially for a hey, boy who loves... schools out there. Maybe kids have... Maybe take spe- it easy. Maybe, maybe, maybe chill out with your mathematics and your... Yeah, maybe he has dyslexia. Maybe he's tried to have the devil in his room. <laughs> maybe he's summoned the devil. Maybe he's he has up. <laughs> He's just the he's To just all the, the guidance kid. counselors out there, take note. <laughs> so, also, while he was in high school, he's working weekends at a 
and I quote my own self, a fucking gunpowder company <laughs> as a teenager. So he's getting real nasty with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was the full line you wrote down? Yeah, and then I wrote, good for the ending. Oh, wait, now I remember why it's good for the ending. <laughs> yeah, so basically, he started early working with explosives, so like he like knows what he's doing. Yeah. Especially if he's good at chemistry and shit. The bad boys of summer make a goddamn <laughs> solid, solid fuel rocket engine while they're there. Wow. Which is cool, but they're hella thirsty for good liquid fuel because that's like much more apparently efficient and like the future is liquid fuel, but no one can get it stable. And glue is the answer, right? We don't know yet. I swear to God, if it's glue, I'm going to be so (laughs) mad if it's just like, oh yeah, I just put some more glue in it. (laughs) And then I wrote, (laughs) I love that it's really past me leading this and I'm just kind of, you get to like, they wanted to go to college to score ladies and rocket parts, (laughs) but being poor is real. Okay, true woes of a rocketeer. But they're either poor or... So this is the thing, like, Jack Parsons is kind of rich, but apparently even back then, schools were so expensive and his parents were not, like... Hmm. I don't think school loans were really a thing, so you had to, like, just pay out of pocket. Right, I believe that. What's his name? The other one is, like, Foreman's, like, dirt poor, so he's, like, college isn't really in it for me, even though I'm wicked smart. Okay, not the cards. anyway, they went to a lecture and met a gentleman named Frank Molina. Kid's wicked smart. He was a PhD mm. student. Not really important to the whole spooky part, but important to the part that like they all get together and those three form what really is important about the rocketry aspect. Okay. So hang in there so for the macabre. This is the part. Triforce. I'm trying to lay down the fact of We're getting through the engineering. Why you should like if you like space exploration, why you should care about this. Okay. Which most people think space exploration is pretty cool, or at least going to space. Sure. I agree. <laughs> Elon better. Musk is gonna love this part of the podcast. Uh, they were all denied as nerds by Caltech <laughs> when they wanted to um, work in Caltech's rocket area. That seems like the perfect people for that. Because Cal- Caltech saw rockets in space as science fiction and nonsense. Uh, they were like, oh, space is up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good luck getting through the sky, uh, Bro, there's clouds, dumb dude. Instead, another lab called the Guggenheim Aeronautical Lab was like, yeah, you guys are cool. Hey, you guys come are in chill. here, and we're gonna form what's called the Gaussett Rocket Research Group, and this is the group that would do all the innovating. Is this po- this is post college, or this is while they're in college? This is instead of college. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. So instead of college, they're like, so they're hey, like eighteen we're gonna through twenty two. Fuck right learning. Now? We're just gonna make them. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Because back then, apparently, you could do that. Yeah, well, you didn't need like degrees, and you could just be like, hey, I like rockets. You like rockets. Let's rock it, dude. Yep, and I wrote, they did dope things that got us to where we are, and space exploration is the only reason your country's sorry ass ever got to space. <laughs> and that goes for everyone, because every country probably copied That's true. They're their everyone, model. Yeah, Jack Parsons is the OG of of space exploration. This dude. group would become known as the Suicide Squad, because they constantly worked with dangerous sick. explosives. So that's where you get also the name. The original So Will Smith owes him squad. a royalty check. Yeah, Margot Robbie better yeah. check her fucking head. I will eat your head. <laughs> I will eat your fucking head. All right. <laughs> That'll be at a note. <laughs> no, leave it. Um, right. So let's talk a little more about the sense of what's going on while he's doing all this rocket shit. Oh, you shit. know, he's not there 24-7, guys. What's he doing, dude? He meets a nice lady. <gasps> her name's... Helen Northrup. Helen Northrup. Helen of Northrup. Northrup. Of Northrup High, our rivals. <laughs> no, of Helen Northrup. This was his first ever girlfriend, and he married her after knowing her for like two seconds, is what I wrote. I think they like That met, sounds like And then the like 20s. a week later, they were yeah. like, hey, it's the 20s. Let's have hey, kids. <laughs> we have a kid now. Like a week later, somehow. So they were got together, and it was like, oh, that's pretty cool. We're married now, but trouble in paradise. Basically, Parsons is an awesome husband. 
He spent most of their money on rocketry and even pawned her <laughs> engagement ring to fund some of his projects. I mean, his first love was rockets, dude. She should have known that. Sure was. Also at the time, Jack and the boys also became commies from a refugee scientist. He was a Jewish refugee scientist from Germany who was a Marxist sympathizer. Who was this? This was... I forget his name. Okay. He was a, he was a refugee and he joined the Galaxy oh, crew. Oh, he's okay. like, so I know they, Rockets, they recruited also, a new have member. you guys heard about Karl Marx? <laughs> what do you guys think about Marx? And so basically, they all kind of became communist sympathizers at the time because it was also like hip and counterculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound like their entire lives have been like countercultural and like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. They're all like rebels being... Yeah, because society's lame. Yeah. Hashtag society's lame. Tweet it. To be fair, if I went like my entire life through school and I just got constantly bullied, the normal school system said I was a dipshit and then like college was like, no, you can't pay for this. I'd be like, maybe this isn't what I want. (laughs) Maybe this sucks. (laughs) So anyways, the couple is having a lovely time and in 1939, they meet a creepy ass brother and sister who take the two lovely Parsons to the church of the Lima. Okay. How do, do we know who this brother and sister are? Are we, are we, yes. are we burying the lead? Do you want, do you, do you want, not have the no, names? no, no, no. Okay. Do you want names? Sure. I, mean, I don't know. Just, I'll give you the names. I'll give you the names. Look at this research. Okay. So the brother and sister are named John and Francis Baxter. Okay. They befriended the Parsons and were like, Hey, we got this hip new religion. Come on over. It's called the church of Thelema. Thelema. Make way, make way. The specific branch, the Ordo Templi Orientis. Which means. Does not say. Okay. Latin, <laughs> not a, a Latin scholars out there. Hit us up. Or yeah. Google. So basically, this they went there, and a lot of Hollywood yuhus were there, like different actors. So and this is like at the OG time. Scientology, almost. We'll get there. Ooh. Uh, and they all go and w- basically worship this guy who's the founder of the modern iteration of the Lima. So a little background on the Church of the Lima is an ancient thing that started in 1639. So it's old. It's an old religion. You know, not the oldest. No. But pretty fucking old and it has <laughs> had a lot of iterations and a lot of it's based on like doing what you want okay like whatever makes you feel good that's right god likes that it sounds very self-involved and yes okay and so basically the modern iteration of it at this time in the 20th century is brought on by a little dude little diddy about you named alistair crowley mr crowley Alistair Crowley, an English gentleman in London, founded his modern thing after going to Egypt. And so a lot of the modern iteration is based off of Egyptian religion at the time, like Horus and like different okay, so three I feel gods. Like this has a lot of like modern day like Illuminati symbolism and stuff probably yes. is derived out of this kind of thelemic, thelemic magic stuff. and Exactly. A lot okay. of that. Egyptian, yeah, that like like, like the eye of the, on the temple and all that stuff. Exactly. Okay. Parsons is like this shit's dope. This is, dang. and he started to relish in thelemic magic, and even believed in his experience from physics that he could explain the magic that they described with particle physics. Okay, so he's trying to put he's trying to marry. reality. In, yeah, he's trying to marry physics and this like. Okay, gotcha. Bingo. I see. Yeah. So while this is all going on, he's like, "All right, I'm in." He joins the church. Yep. Helen. It doesn't say whether, I mean, she joins it. I don't know if she's like on board or she's just like, well, whatever you want, Jackie boy. It seems like she's been very passive and on board for the whole shit show. Yeah. So he joins. The ironic part is while they're working at Galsit, they develop jet propulsion. That wasn't a thing yet. No. The first team to do this was jet propulsion was Galsit, that group of people. Wow. That's cool. Yep. So that's one thing of modern every aeronautical function yeah yeah. and so they're working on that but guys are constantly being taken off the project or arrested by the fbi 
Why does the FBI not? I mean, is it the counterculturalism of it that like and like yeah? The, okay, that's the ironic part. It has nothing to do with the magic. It has to do entirely <laughs> with the commies. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. That's so basically insane. The original guy, they're like, nope, you're out of here. There was a Chinese guy, they're like, nope, you're out of here. Oh, so like any foreigner involved. And then like, like they, I guess, decided like Jack, like even though he would kind of like, you know, he wasn't like a full-blown communist. So they so were they, just sympathizers. They were like, you're there, fine. Like, okay, you're okay, fine. Okay. Now, was it more so like, I wonder how much of it was like, hey, these are foreigners, quote unquote, that might use this new technology like for their own. Yeah, it was more like both. I think both like both okay. inciting a communist movement within the United States and yeah. also leaving and taking technology to a communist gotcha, gotcha. government that you more sympathize with. Right, 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 right. So anyways, shit goes off the rails with their marriage, Helen mm-hmm. and Jack Parsons. Mm-hmm. Helen goes away, and I, as I write, since Parsons is part of a fucking sex cult, <laughs> forgot to mention, that's a big part of the Thelemic religion is sex magic. That sounds like what... Do what makes you feel good. Yeah, I was going to say, based on that, that sounds like it'd be a lot of they sex believe, magic sex magic is like the way to unlock magic or enlightenment or summoning things okay so that is very much against modern like christian ideals and things of that nature or islam or, or Judaism islam or Judaism. yeah or so it's just it's <laughs> just like everything really? about this dude's life is countercultural in like almost every aspect of big it. theme we're not trying to make like him an icon <laughs> right yeah but yeah, he's pretty counterculture. But if you're like starting like a uh, a punk rock band and you want some ideas for names, do you want something that's very not punk rock? Okay. So after while well, she goes away, Who's since she? she's part Helen. Yep. Okay. Since he's part of a fucking sex cult, he begins a <laughs> oh she like sexual, left him. No, she like she like went somewhere. I forget. It doesn't mention where she went on like a trip, an extended leave from I see. the marriage. They separated. So Jack starts a sexual relationship with her 17 year old sister that's, Sarah. Mm, not punk rock. Not punk rock. <laughs> Not cool. Definitely against the culture, but for good uh, reason. Okay. Wait, it was, what relation was it to Helen? Her sister. Oh, Her younger yikes. sister. Big yikes. How old is he at this point? Do we have any idea? Like, the timing? Would we assume, like... Much older than 17. Okay. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, illegal. Yeah. It's I mean, very I'm, I much guarantee illegal. that it's illegal. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was, like, he was, like, 58 and she was 17. It's, like, extra creepy, or if he's just, like... I mean, it's creepy either way. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't even really quantify it, but okay. So, not great. Not great at all. So anyway, Sarah's like on board with the seventeen-year-old. I don't know why. Like, Jack's really charming people. Apparently, he's a very charming man, which is why he gets people to go along with all this crazy shit. Yeah, I feel like that's like a major theme with like religions, cults, etc., where it's like you've got <clears throat> you've got dudes who are just crazy charming and like can just basically persuade anyone to do whatever. Yeah, I could never do it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you might. Mm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. Sarah tells Helen, she confronts Helen when Helen comes back and is like, I'm with Jack now. Oh, snap. And again, Helen's just like, okay. Oh, wow. She seems like a very passive person to have all this shit like thrown at her and just be like, yeah. So Helen kind of goes along with it for a while. Eventually, so she leaves for a guy in the church, Wilfred Talbot Smith. Helen bails for Wilson. Yeah, because Wil- she's like, hey, Wilson? you're fucking my underage sister. Yeah, no, she's, I mean, she's definitely in the right here. Yeah. Funny part. Uh-oh. Wilfred Talbot Smith used Wilfred. to be the leader of their religious, like. Ooh, their sect. Their branch. Yep. Before he was unseated. Oh. By Jack. Oh, Jack became the Jack new Daddy leader. Jack Daddy Parsons is the leader of this Dude, this is some now. Game of Thronesian. I know. Going so basically, on. she leaves for him, and they all live together. 
They live in the same house? Yep. Them and 10... What right, the... F- them and 10 other wackadoodles move into a mansion <laughs> home for the goofy and live together... <laughs> <laughs> live together raising, like, farm animals and doing crazy shit. Like, full-blown This is Manson. I was gonna say, this is very children. Manson-like. Where yeah, it's like, they like, have their own, like, farm... Yeah, I'd be very... I didn't look into it that much. There must research, be but some very sim- like the similarities between this and Kate Manson is seems strong as AF. Definitely like Thelemic and shit. Okay. So during this time, Jack's like kind of spiraling from his professional life. He's spending almost all of his money on the rocketry, but he's showing up all like messed up and like hungover from weird sex doing magic. weird like yeah sex Farm magic stuff? shit. Okay. Even says here he is having. Been a long-term heavy user of alcohol and marijuana, Parsons now habitually used cocaine, amphim- amphetamines, peyote, mescaline, and <laughs> opiates. Right, yeah. So this is like if Joe Rogan was in a cult. <laughs> yep. Cool. He continued to have sexual relations with multiple women, including another member's fiance. Yikes. Is it Helen? <laughs> no. Didn't go well? Uh, well, uh, I guess it went. He basically paid for her to have an abortion. Yikes. And the other member was so angered that he left the church. Like he was like breaking yeah. up stuff. He was like he was out of control. Just like dudes off the rails. I mean he he started off the rails, but he is he is now off the rails v two like a layer deeper. Do you want to hear a poem another member wrote about him? Sure. I hate Don Quixote. I live on peyote, <laughs> marijuana, morphine, and cocaine. I never knew sadness, but only a madness that burns at the heart and the brain. Okay, so. This- <laughs> That's uh, you know, dude is that's out going of control to my diary, in right, his dude? sex dungeon mansion thing. Okay. At the same time, in England, Crowley's undertaking an astrological analysis of William Talbot Smith's birth chart. The guy who Helen married. Oh, why are they gonna like murder this dude? No, he came to the conclusion that Smith was an incarnation of a god. Wow. Yeah, all that from a space chart. Interesting. Someone's gotta look at my space chart. Yeah, what's my, I don't know my space chart. I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> is that enough to make me a god? <laughs> I don't know, but basically that's the reason he was like, I'm leaving the church because I don't think I'm a space god. Wow, I'm surprised you took that route. I would have been he like, He wasn't my guess who's a motherfucking <laughs> space god. <laughs> Who wants Totino's pizza rolls? So anyway, stuff goes on in his life. He's still working on rocketry and whatever. So is he making good money doing this rocketry? Because it sounds like he's got a sick pad. He, Yeah, he is. And one of the things he actually develops, we'll just talk about it now, was using an adhesive in rocket fuel. So not glue. just glue. Oh, okay. It's a more of like a. It I was going to really say, say, it's more sophisticated. Like, okay. But that concept of using an adhesive to stabilize fuel was a Jack Parsons original. Yes, I see. Since he was like fourteen when wow. he had the idea, and so okay. that idea of having rocket fuel that doesn't explode when you take off, dude, this is literally like Elon Musk a hundred years ago. This I is guarantee <laughs> Elon Musk does shit. That's like, true. Yeah, dude, occult shit. Elon's definitely into the flaming magic, dude. I think now, like. Since tech people are at the front of it, they know to like encrypt all their info and be secretive mm-hmm. about it. That they're <laughs> but really <low> good. <laughs> yeah, like do insane shit. Probably. So basically, he keeps doing that, and then a little boy is moving into the mansion as a new Thelemic dude. Okay, we got a new new challenger approaches. He's a science fiction writer and a United States Navy officer. Whoa, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what. That'd be even Could better. You- <laughs> no, his name's L. Ron Hubbard. He was a Navy officer? He was. I did not know that. He moves into the mansion and they became close friends. You've got Jack Parsons, Ron Hubbard, and Aleister Crowley all in connections. Well, Aleister Crowley's Alistair not like, living there, but he's like, in he's, London. Yeah, he's, like, like guys, he's, he's on the phone. This guy's a god. Yeah. This guy's not a god. That's <laughs> wild. Okay. 
It's yeah, a hell of a threesome. Yeah, Parsons loved him so much, he even wrote to Crowley that even though Hubbard had no formal training in magic, like some kind of goddamn idiot, he has an extreme <laughs> amount of experience and understanding in the field. And for his experience, I deduce his direct touch with some higher intelligence, possibly his guardian angel. Damn. He is the most Thelemic person I have ever met. <laughs> okay. Dude was fucking Thelemic. Dude was just emanating. He was dripping Thelemic swag. He had Thelemia because he was Thelemic, dude. Yep. Great. That's not a great joke. <laughs> no, no, that was 10 out of 10. At this time, Parsons and his girl Sarah were in an open relationship, which is advantageous in a sex cult. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yep. They had a polyandrous sexual ethics, that little uh, religion of theirs. PSE. And then, but she soon became enamored with Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Parsons, and he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's whatever. It's fine. I like sex magic. I don't get jealous. Uh, he, got uh, he got super, super jealous. jealous. Yeah. Yep, classic. And so instead of like finding another lady and being like, whatever, like, I don't even care about Sarah. I'll find another girl. He was like, I need to find a new partner through a cult means. It has to be through a cult means. So he began to devote all of his energy to conducting black magic to summon a, like a lady demon. Like a succubus? Doesn't specify. Okay. I'm going to assume it's a succubus. I think he d- wants something less Could you imagine being <laughs> so jealous that you're like, I'm going to make my own girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, this raises concerns among the other members of the church. So even the other, like, crazy dudes are like, that's crazy. <laughs> this is, like, a real dark, weird science. There's literally an orgy going on over here, and yeah. he's in his room making a <laughs> demon lady. So he's he's cool. He's, yeah. he's totally stable and having a great time. Yeah, and people start tattling on him. They write to Crowley that he's, our own Jack is enamored with witchcraft, the Humfort, which I don't know what that means, I and voodoo. Means. So basically, he's always in his room now, again, kind of like when he was a kid, full circle thing. Yep. Except instead of summoning the devil, he's trying to get power and sex through summoning and doing black magic. That's bananas. In December of 1945, World War II is coming to an end. Okay. So he, they were never involved in the war. Not really. Doesn't say. Okay. They. I think. I feel like they were prime draft dodging work, candidates, but they didn't like what. Like they seem like the prime draft dodging <laughs> candidates. <laughs> they if, never went to war. Okay. Despite, it never mentions it, but Elron Hubbard was in the Navy. How the fuck was he just chilling in California a in a point. sex mansion? <laughs> <laughs> dude, hey, he's just living the dream, dude. He's living his <laughs> truth. Okay. In December of 1945, he uh, began a series of rituals based on Enochian magic, which is like an even ancient version of Thelemia. Thelema? Thelemia. You say Nokia magic? It's indestructible. E-N-O-C-H-I-A-N. Enochia. Okay. Google it. So this involved him (laughs) masturbating onto a magical tablet. This is getting... (laughs) While he's doing that, he's also playing Sergei Prokofiev's second violin concerto. Oh, of course. So, you know, music's got to be going while you're cranking onto a tablet. (laughs) And so this was what he called a Babylon working. And he hoped to bring in the incarnation of the Thelemite goddess Babylon to Earth. So he's like, I want a girlfriend. Why don't I just go straight to straight the top? To the top. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to settle for any B-list demon celebrity. And what girl said no to a guy jerking off onto a <laughs> tablet to Sergei Prokiyama's second violin concerto? I mean, that's just that's, that's just class, the epitome of class. And he let his boy, Elron Hubbard, come to be his scribe, which sounds to me like he was kind of like, showing off like since hubbard and like sarah are like 
making mm, yeah, sweet he's like weirdos. Trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, like, look at my cool girlfriend. She does. She goes to like, different school. I'll let you watch <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> while I summon my wife. Yeah, you, you haven't met her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met her at camp <laughs> in the underworld, believing that he was particularly sensitive to detecting magical phenomena. So he's like, oh, so it says here that he was like Elrond's like. He's like, Elrond, you really get magic? You should come, because you're really good at sensing magic of phenomena. Which makes me think, what did Elrond Hubbard do? Ah, uh, yeah, I was going like, he must have been a wild Like character. ghost hunters? He's like, what was that? Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? What was that? What was that? What's going on in here? There's a sound over here. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah, and then described by Richard Metzger, who I don't know who that is, but it says it here, Parsons jerked off in the name of a spiritual advancement, <laughs> while Hubbard scanned the astral plane for signs and vision. Jesus so imagine Christ. two dudes, yeah, like I me don't and you in this room right now, <laughs> You're jerking off into a tablet, and I'm looking at the sky, just looking around at stars through a telescope. Okay. And violins playing in the background. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the ultimate this in goal the Mojave of the desert. So in the middle of the desert. And, in the uh, middle of the desert? Yeah. Basically, Why? turns out it didn't work. Wow. Who would have thought? Uh, all, all the stuff's here. It looks like they did everything. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, yeah, they've... They got all the pieces needed. They had the ingredients. They had the know-how. It just, yeah. you know, it's one of those they things. That it doesn't all work. Okay. So anyways, he goes back to the parsonage, as they're calling the sex mansion, because he's like, it's my sex mansion, the, the parsonage. parsonage. Cool. All right. I mean, he, brand uh, is everything these days, so. A, a certain woman came to visit. Uh, uh, the Red Witch from Game of Thrones. Essentially, her <laughs> name's Marjorie Cameron. She okay. was an unemployed illustrator and a former Navy wave, because apparently you go straight from the Navy to sex magic in the 1940s. <laughs> yeah, that's like every, yeah, you got Hubbard, you got M- Margaret. Yeah. Okay. The Admiral was probably filming. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking know what's going on. So he saw her and he's like, you're her. You're the you're elemental the woman and the manifestation Jesus. of the Babylon that we just met. It can't be a coincidence that I just went into the middle of the desert, desert. Jerked, <laughs> jerked off onto a tablet, came back, and you were here. You have to be her. It's basically, Jeez. I'm so glad <laughs> we recorded it in here yep, and yep, not yep, with yep, 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 soundproofless walls. In early March, Parsons began performing sex magic rituals with her because apparently no girl's ever said no to him. Every girl's like, oh that sounds God, like something kinda, that he would tell people. You're kind of kooky. And he's like, do you want to do sex magic? And they're like, you know what? <laughs> sure. Out of my comfort zone, let's try it. <laughs> you know, I said I would say yes to more things. So what I said earlier. Yep. What, to what you said. I said something to what you said. And then I said, what did she I say? She acted as his scarlet woman. Ooh, Red Witch. Ish. Dude, Wait, that's the Red Witch direct... inspiration. I, I have to assume. We're assuming it has to be. So while, and then during this time, Hubbard's continued to participate as an amanuensis. Is that a word you know? What? How is it spelled? Amanuensis? 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 I have no idea what that means. So basically, he watches people jerk off. <laughs> okay. Unlike the, <laughs> unlike the rest of- seems to really be <laughs> devolving into a- A jerk off? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Unlike the rest of the household, Cameron knew nothing at first of Parsons' magical intentions. She said she didn't know anything about the OTO, as they called it. OTO. And she didn't know that he had invoked her. Whatever. What does that mean? Invoked? And he didn't see summoned. Ooh. And she didn't know anything, but apparently the whole house was knew it. They were all like, yeah, no, that's it. So she was like, yeah, okay. She's like, sure, yeah, I'm cool. The whole house of crazy people said (laughs) it. It has to be real. So basically, despite this ignorance, she also, it says she reported sightings of UFOs, which she saw. Apparently she went to the house originally because she was like, I saw a UFO and all you guys like space shit. So what's the deal? 
hit me up with some deets. And so Parsons, basically, she told him that, and he was like, yeah, probably came because of I summoned yeah, Babylon. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never listened to the symphony that I've been playing? Yeah, it's a crazy shit. So on to their next project. Parsons and Hubbard, still boys, despite the boys, despite, despite the the, the turmoil in their relationship life. Yes, they aimed to magically create a child. Uh, what? What? What do you? They wanted to create immaculate conception. Okay. And they said that if they did it, the child that would be born would be the Messiah that would embody Babylon. Okay. Babylon. So they're apparently like whatever Cameron is, the elemental is not enough. They're like, no, we need a baby. That's it. Okay. So they, okay. So that, yeah. So they need to be, are they thinking that this Cameron's going to have said child and be like the Virgin Mary of this new world? No, they just said it's like going to be any somewhere on earth, nine months, there's going to be a baby born, which they're probably right. (laughs) Hey, these guys are real smarties. (laughs) So basically, uh, Cameron, like they kept doing all this weird shit. Uh, Cameron apparently departed for a trip to New York for unexplained reasons here. Uh, okay. Parsons went into the desert and he believed that a preternatural entity psychographically provided him with Liber 49. Sure. Of course. Which apparently he said was the last put of Crowley's previously made book, The Book of Law, which is like Dude, their Bible. He went to the desert and was like, I found the fourth part of our Bible. He found, like, the arm of Exodia. Yeah. And they're going to make the full Exodia and win in Yu-Gi-Oh terms. Yep. Guess what? Doing all this crazy shit and spending all of his money, he ran out pretty fast. So the last of his money, they wanted to buy boats and yachts and flee the country. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Oh, wait. So they did they buy them or they wanted to buy them? They 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 bought them. They oh, bought they three bought yachts, boats and they were like, and they were we're, like, we're gonna, just gonna like leave because out of this. The time. FBI keeps being like, "What's going on?" Gotcha. Basically, they tried to leave without Parsons because apparently they're like, "No, this guy's not cool." So like, oh, so everything's they, going to shit. Like, almost like mutiny style. Yep. And they all got forced to port from a squall. And he Parsons was like, "I did that." Of course, that's just. This, there's so much of like happenstance where like, uh, that was me because you guys didn't invite me on your cruise. Yep. So, do you know who L. Ron Hubbard is strongly associated with? Um, Karl Marx. No, he's largely Damn known it. as the founder of the Church of Scientology. Of course, right. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. So, this is where we come to the full circle of Hollywood, California, being the yeah, center being of the center. So religions this, like oh, this. So, this is weird. Yep. So, Scientology has now sprouted out of a man who was involved in this insane thing thelemic magic and now you have good reason to be like hey scientology is wacky because it's literally conceived of just insanity yep dudes have been, who have been near chemicals their entire lives like blowing shit up and then making a sex cult yep it finally got exposed in the sunday times uh they eventually published an article about hubbard's involvement as a navy officer basically with parsons occult activities in 1969 in response the church of scientology Scientology that Hubbard was part of was like, no, 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 he's not part of it. He's an undercover agent sent by the U.S. Navy to intercept and destroy Parsons' black magic cult and save Sarah from its influence. <laughs> so basically, his Church of Scientology saved him from being associated with Jack wow. Parsons. Wait, they managed to convince the yeah. powers that be that he actually was a double agent? Yeah, and I guess it's up to your interpretation whether or not you believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> 
I don't either. Who's to say? Okay. But basically, this is where Parsons is like, he's defeated. Okay. He's been, yeah. Does he have a long life or is this like a, okay, let's get. Shortly after that, he goes to work on a project called the Navajo Missile Program. Okay. He continues to do kind of sex stuff. (laughs) FBI strips him of his clearance. They say he has subversive. He's had a clearance this whole time? Sure has. What? But he lost it because of his subversive character and the advocacy of sexual perversion. This is just catching up to him. Yeah, I was going to say, this took them a long time to figure out. So basically, his wife leaves him as well. Sure. This is now, this is the sister wife, right? Yes. Okay. So basically, he's like, I don't have friends. I don't have a wife. Babylon betrayed me. Like his religion, he thinks betrayed him. He has now lost everything. And he seems like he's a pretty wacky dude to begin with. Yep. So he goes, he gets a job essentially with, for uh, an explosive company in Mexico, working for the Mexican government. Okay. While he's there, he's working in a workshop. An explosion happens. He's mortally wounded. And this is the end. On June 17th, 1952, Jack Parsons dies. Damn. There's a lot of mystery behind his death. A lot of people think it was a hit by the FBI. Hmm. That's interesting. Others think it was a hit by L. Ron Hubbard in the Church of Scientology. Also very interesting. Because most people who are... A lot of, I mean, the the fact, like, the, the official thing, it's an accident. Of course, right. When right, you right. play with fire, you get burned. Yep. But most people say he's, so like I said, he started at 14. He's been doing this forever. Like, he knows the ins and outs of the whole He knows game. what he's doing. Yeah. Granted, he was depressed and could have been, like, sure. drunk or I mean, he was whatever. definitely not in a good mental state, I would say, probably, but. But if he was, like, working and making rockets and explosives on peyote, and then <laughs> he just slipped up. Not exactly. Like, there's a lot of room there for the conspiracy yeah. that he was taken out by L. Ron Hubbard. Damn. So this divide creates a modern, large religion, the Church of Scientology. Dude. Thelema, I haven't looked up the modern. I don't know if there's still a lot of Thelemic practice. I have no idea, but the connection between Parsons and Scientology is so, or like, I should say, Hubbard and Parsons is so strong and direct that like, it's impossible not to think that some absolutely bananas stuff is going on in that in the Church of Scientology. Like that's so. This is what we're talking about. Why Jack Parsons? This character is an enigmatic, charismatic, wild story that most people don't know about. Why right. is we have movies about everyone? We have books, which there are books about him. But we don't have an HBO series on him. We don't have... Mm. Most people don't know about this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's not... And it's he's not, he way more exciting than half the people you learn... Probably 90% of the people you learn right, about right, in history. Right, right, right. Class. So the big reason there's been... The Church of Scientology have been canceling all. Exactly. There's oh. been thousands of scripts about it. And they just shut them all down. They shut them all down by threatening to sue because in order to make a Jack Parsons story, you have to portray L. Ron Hubbard. And do they view him as like a biblical figure almost where you can't do that? Or is it like... Essentially, is it yeah. like the idea of like the whole Muhammad not being able to be like drawn or kind? Not exactly. It's more like they'll sue you. Have you ever seen that South Park episode yeah. with the Church of Scientology? Yeah, 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 they'll yeah. sue the shit out of you. And talk <laughs> shit about them. Okay, basically that's it. Like, and no studio wants to clear huh. it. One, a lot of actors or studio members or writers are part of Scientology. Are part of Scientology. Some way, so like can, yeah, so you're sub- rocking subterfuge. the boat. There's finally a series on him. I believe yeah. it's called Rocket Man. Yes, it's on some. I think it's I on channel. It's on, this is what I mean. Like it, it got kind of backwashed to this. Yeah, yeah. Back no, I, I definitely it's saw it. And I was like, oh, that's picture. cool because 
That's wild. We're going to get sued. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> That's crazy. The stuff, we're kind of the bad boys of podcasting. We're kind of the rebels. I mean, we've, we've always said We this. walk on coal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we walk they, through hey, fire for you, the listener, you, to give you these stories. If you knew the amount of flack we got for talking about Granted, Mothman. we're gonna. We have over 100,000 followers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Granted, by the time this airs. Not right now. Don't hold me to that right now. But by right. the time this airs, whew, yep. we're going to have so many followers. We're gonna. There's going to be cease and desists filling up that mm-hmm. box. And that is the story of Jack Parsons, someone who, a wildly interesting person who contributed so much to modern science, yeah. modern American Engineering, engineering like what makes america america like being on the forefront of stuff this is a classic american tale of like hey advancement but also a super shady underbelly and wild like creepy cult stuff going on it also is a good story about how certain upbringings can lead people on certain paths that's true yeah yeah, yeah. a product of the environment he was in granted like there's probably a lot of people out there where like have had being in a sex or, cult yeah. mansion doesn't sound horrible <laughs> that's true that's crazy. I don't want to live in a sex cult yeah, mansion. The Scientology part of it is what's wild to me because it has it like still has modern day like it's affecting us today. Very what much the so. Was doing a hundred years ago. That's wild. Wow, Jack Parsons. Yeah. So if you like black magic, if you like demons, if you like spooky summoning other dimensional beings to be your girlfriend because she goes to different <laughs> school and your friends don't believe you it's like the area 51 meme going yeah. to just break out your girlfriend <laughs> even though she's not of this world do, you do your own research listener yeah and, don't uh, take my word for it <laughs> to uh go, go look up jack parsons there's a it. book on him we should yeah plug some plug some books plug some free ads <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a number of books on him <laughs> okay good one is strange angel the otherworldly life of rocket scientist john whiteside parsons which is a wicked lame way of saying a guy's name whose name's actually marvel parsons marvel I never said that, but he started going by Jack because his mom called him that because I guess his dad named him. And then when his dad got kicked out of the house, she was she was like, "That's a your name's gonna be Jack." (laughs) (laughs) You're going by Jack, the most standard name I could think of. Another is Sex and Rockets, the occult world of Jack Parsons. That guy's way better at naming. That's a good title. That's a solid title. That's gonna sell a couple a couple of copies. And um, TV series is Strange Angel, and it's on. Wow, it's on CBS. How have we never seen that? We should wait. It's called Strange Angel. I think so. Jack Parsons works as a janitor at a chemical factory by day, but at night he nurses a secret ambition to build rockets that will take mankind to the moon. Interesting. Sounds like our guy. Yeah, sounds like him. We should uh, look. I don't think they call him John Whiteside Parsons. Seems Jack Parsons. Come He's on, Jackie P, dude. Yeah, such a good clean name. Well, that's that's, that's all a, the time we have here. That's prisoners. a Monday. That's a that's a Monday morning cop. I think we're about to get kicked out right now. I think we are too. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening to today's episode of Monday Morning Macabre on Jack Parsons, Jack Parsons. the sex rocket occultist. That's this is it's a good it's a good Monday. Go out there and uh, build some rockets and do some magic. Darcy, where can users? I mean, not users. Where can listeners follow us? You can find us on Instagram at Monday Morning Macabre. You can find us on Facebook at Monday Morning Macabre. Also on Twitter at MM Macabre Pod because someone else took it or it was too long. I can't remember exactly why. If you have it out there, that's fighting words. We will come to your <laughs> we house. To and you. We will find you. We will get Scientology to sue your ass. <laughs> Uh, and also check us out at mondaymorningmacabre.com, our website where we have full links and descriptions and pictures and cool 
website stuff. Some notes. Notes section, baby. Uh, also, check us out anywhere you can find podcasts. And please rate and uh, subscribe. You know, if you like what you're hearing, we really appreciate it. And it goes a long way for us. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And have a good Monday. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.